Welcome to the Critical Mask Podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Templar, and uh, we have our other host, uh, Cowboy. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, howdy, howdy, fellas. Uh, it's me, Cowboy. Fucking A. Um, so why don't you go ahead and give a little bit of, uh, uh, I suppose, the the whole standard stand up in front of the class um, uh you, you know the the spiel as it were the background the significant moments in your life uh purpose of being involved in the critical mass podcast and uh what you're seeking to uh get out of the uh show oh yeah st stellar icebreaker behavior but uh oh yeah <laughs> yeah um well i've been out of college for a couple of years now uh got my degree in business and i actually got a job and with, with my degree finally so fucking a yeah just uh i don't know uh so uh, we, we've been talking about topics like this for quite some time uh you know self-awareness place in the universe that kind of thing uh if i were to note some specific uh moments there's there's one uh, in my childhood that uh, you know I, I it's one of those where you don't really understand whether or not it's a dream and I just remember being carried around as as like yeah I would say probably max three years old uh, car carried around through my grandparents neighbor's house who I don't know I don't even know if I've ever been inside that house but it could have been a dream, could have not been a dream. I've always qualified that as my first memory, because even if it isn't a direct memory of that, it's a dream from when I was very young. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I mean, we're here just to, I mean, in, in layman's terms, uh, shoot the shit about, uh, you know to steal a quote life the universe and everything so uh <laughs> yeah i mean for for this sometimes talking into the void is helpful for everyone involved especially the void so uh th that's about about what i stand to stand again is just some organized thoughts just getting those files filed away and you know we'll see where it goes no, I, I absolutely feel that. I mean, I, I was going through and I, I think that we're at like a critical juncture of, uh, of like our interaction with, uh, our, our place in society, right? Like we we're going through, we're at that point where we are not just taking from society, but we're actively like transactioning between society and ourselves. Um, I, I mean, loans rip uh education jobs uh family units uh whether nuclear or uh i mean uh more standard traditional yeah yeah <laughs> non non-traditional um 
I mean, we we have our spot in society because we have been forced to car carve our spot in society, right? Like, I I mean, when I when I go through and I'm thinking about like the definition of those those like sleazy pay to win games, um, I'm feeling like there's a reason why those do so well, and that's just because they are like arcade models of the rat race, as it were. Um, and, and honestly, I, I think that, that that sort of mindset, that that understanding is kind of like what pushed me to, I don't know, sort of like start grappling with those those larger, uh, those macro level level theories. Like where, where do we sit? What is our place? Um, uh, I mean, uh, to, to go, go with, uh, something that like my father really had as a mainstay. Um, uh, there's the thing and then there's the things and you need to delineate between the two. And that, that's sort of been a, a focal point. And honestly, like where my background is, you know, um, uh, I mean, going through, turns out that, uh, graduating in, uh, graduating in the, uh, like second portion of the 2000s was not a good time to be a political science major. Who would have fucking thought? Um, not I thought. said the fly, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm not in my field. Um, but I, I have like this hunger for understanding this, this need to like find out what the thing is, you know? And, and I mean, we, we each have our own in interpretation of, of what that is. Like, what's the fucking point, right? Um, and, uh, for me, it's, it's protecting and defending and providing for the, the people who have a dependency on me. And that's, that's really my background is, is taking care of other people, well, regardless of where I'm at in my life and where they are. Uh, I mean, that's, that's always been my background. That's always been and the purpose and, and I think that going through um, my my first job and I, I know that I'm rambling right um, my my first job as a nighttime security guard uh, during during college it that was the point of self-awareness for me was looking up at the stars being like what got me to this point where I'm sitting out in the mud in the rain watching to make sure that nobody steals construction equipment right like it's it's extremely mundane and, and i think that my my psyche could not handle like the absolute i don't know the the absolute like flatness of that uh, i don't know if that's like a good a good comparison but it, it felt very flat to me um very succinct and i it was at that moment that i was like okay, now I, now I start asking questions. And, and I think that that's sort of like the purpose uh, for me being involved in the Critical Mass podcast is, uh, I mean, going back to it, what's the fucking point, right? And, and under, understanding how other people figure out and cope with what's the fucking point. Um, so that's, that's what I'm seeking through the, through the show is the knowledge and the understanding of how other people find that find that sanctity i i suppose that they reconcile with their existence um 
so what i i mean it, i think that this is a good point to go into sort of what is the what is the coverage what is the what is the goalpost for the podcast um it's it's one of those things where it could very easily be out of scope um i, I mean with with how like unstable and ethereal the that whole like grappling with one portion of the human condition is uh, i don't know if you've got thoughts on that but it, it just seems like way out there and way too big so try, trying to go through and uh scrape off the uh scrape off the excess while also like understanding that there's value in the excess that that i think is uh is the the point of the critical mask is to is to find like what what separates us from uh i don't know just like groveling and or minutes to midnight seconds to midnight you know yeah yeah and i mean uh <sighs> yeah i mean dealing with that is something that we all do in our own ways and I think it'll be really interesting to kind of delve into those different paths. And uh, I mean, as, as someone who's uh, pretty much had dreams about the apocalypse since I was, oh gosh, I think I had my first apocalypse dream when I was seven. Um, it, it, growing up in our generation, apocalypse is just kind of a thing that we have always expected, not even in like a biblical sense anymore. Like a couple of generations back, it would have been in more of a biblical sense, but now we have, you know, uh, global uh, environmental collapse, just an understanding, a greater understanding of science, which makes us realize that, like, how easily it, it could all just, you know, flop away. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, as you go through life, uh, yeah, uh, I guess our goal here is, uh, well, humans love to car compartmentalize things and uh, make things fit into tiny little boxes. So, uh, you know, we, we've we've got our cardboard boxes and they're going to leak a bunch, but, you know, we'll, we'll do our best. <laughs> I, I, I think that that's a, a really accurate metaphor because, uh, I mean, we're, we're dealing with a very, very sloppy, fluid uh, item, right? Um, to, just like... Uh, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't mean to go through and like, I suppose compartmentalize, but I, I operate, I realize with a, with a sense that like empathy and, and the understanding of other people's interactions and like their own reality, right? Um, it, it's, it's there and it should be counted because I, I expect mine to be counted. Um, but that, that kind of makes me wonder if it's just another version of, uh, compartmentalization like is is that is that how i like cope with the weight of of understanding that uh, i mean uh looking at socio-political events because you know i paid so much money for my fucking degree i may as well use it like it are it is is this the last podcast right like i i mean we're we sit on that edge of not knowing and i i think that there's there's value in going through and, uh, I don't know, sort of having some sort of, uh, handbook to look at the, the, like, social tenets and the, uh, the, like, values that, that help everyone, like, trudge through the mud, you know, and, and I think that that's, 
that's one of the purposes of this podcast is to go through and look at how different people, other people cope with the, the weight. Because I, I mean, even though we have things that make us special and unique, the struggle, uh, as, as it were, is, is still uh, a very universal thing. I mean, it transcends languages and groups and people. I mean, it's, it is something that is inevitable. So I, I mean, going, going through and finding out like a greater understanding of that, I, I think is really the, the scope of the, the scope of this, this podcast, the critical mask podcast is, is seeking that and reconciling with it. Right. Uh, And here's where we have a fun disclaimer. Um, we're just two guys. Uh, I yep. took a single philosophy class in college uh, six years ago. Uh, it was philosophy through film, and that's it. So uh, take everything we say with a, a grain of salt, and if you uh, you know seek professional help if if you're ever feeling way too far gone. Yeah, I I think that maybe maybe we should go through and make that uh, a boilerplate wall. Even even though we're we're sitting here and uh, I suppose uh, in a sense trivial, trivially thumbing through a very heavy topic, there, there there is no there is no replacement for people who are trained and have put their time and effort and empathy into helping helping others uh, i think that there there is no is no replacement for that so please um uh, may make sure that you you are making good and informed decisions um with with how how you're going through and you're handling your your own interpretation of reality the the way that we're going to go through and we're going to handle the show is now now that we've gone through we've done introductions we've done the scope of the show um I, I think that what we're going to do is go through and have the bulk of the show be uh, a talking point of the week um, and sort of setting up for uh, diving into these into these topics. And and I'm I personally am going to approach with um, a, an attitude of uh, an educational stance, um, wanting to seek knowledge and seek people's understanding of truth um and and i mean uh my my hope is that uh, this this causes points of inflection and and helps helps generate uh, a thought process um and uh allows for i i suppose a sense of stoicism Uh, i don't know if you would uh you would think that that fits uh cowboy but yeah um I don't know. I mean, the way I see it is uh, information and also, I mean, we're all just here consuming media until, you know, your brain can't handle anything anymore. So, (laughs) I mean, we're keeping this low and slow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, Uh, hopefully you can take something away from it. Hopefully you can be at least a little bit entertained, but yeah yeah so i i think that the the talking point for this week um is is covering the the concept of nostalgia i have it listed in the uh 
in the script as rose-colored rose glasses because I think that that uh, is a good um, uh, whoa, connotation? Yeah, I, I think good that, enough. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, a good a good connotation to uh, to that meaning. Um, and, and one of the one of the trends that I've I've seen lately, and I I don't know if there's uh, if maybe it's just because I'm I'm sitting in in a basement working on spreadsheets all day as my day job and emailing them and running the rat race as it were. Um, but I I feel like generally speaking, there's like a sense of despair, and may, maybe that like leans leans into what you were saying cowboy about uh the the like understanding of an inevitable sense of the apocalypse right like it's uh, I, I mean uh sitting at the at the brink of uh i mean honestly a uh, uh technological revolution uh, i mean we have we have new faster better stronger ways of being able to communicate uh interpersonally than than ever before i mean we've we've never seen the ability to just type something and immediately have it in the hands of the person uh, of a person half a world away right like i mean the the whole reason that a podcast can be a thing is because it is powered by globalism and, and interconnectivity. And I, I think that that's fantastic. Um, but I, I wonder if that, uh, that sort of allows us to spread, um, or, or operate in a shared misery. I don't, I don't know if you have, uh, have thoughts on that or if you, uh, if you're seeing what I'm seeing, but I'd, I'd be happy to hear about your thoughts on it. So, I mean, the way I see it is, we as a society and as a people have evolved technologically much faster than we have emotionally and mentally. I mean, we, we've had the exact same brain with no major evolutionary changes since, you know, Neanderthal days. So, and now we have Neanderthal brain with an infinitely capable machine in front of us that can do things that if you told someone was possible 30 eh, oh yeah it's already 2022 so like 50 years ago they would <laughs> la laugh at you you know back in the 70s 50 years ago um they would laugh at you and uh tell you you're crazy but i mean now with i mean I think a lot of the topics that we come across are going to be just so heavily intertwined with the internet and technology in general that there's no way to, uh, there's almost no way to differentiate like our biologic life from our technologic life at this point. But if we're talking more specifically about uh, rose colored glasses, I, I, in my life, I've found myself incapable of really having that nostalgia for the time that I've been alive. I mean, I, I've been... I've been sentient since about a year after 9-11. So things just haven't been really chill ever since. So the only, like, nostalgia that I can have is for 70s, 80s, even, even some of the 90s, where... I wasn't even there. It's just like a pseudo nostalgia that I don't know. It's a time that seems simpler 
uh, that you know we, we can obviously never return to and yeah it's just a strange feeling to have it's almost like a fake memory is implanted in you that you can't quite reach uh, but it just still gives you that same feeling well, and and I think that you you bring up an excellent point. I, I mean, we're we're operating in uh, I don't know. I, I mean, almost like a recycled culture syndrome, where it, it is the same things show up just in a slightly different package and with a higher price. Uh, I uh, I mean, at least on on a culture standpoint, and um, I I don't want to think that any like creativity is gone but i i think that that leads into like the the next the next real question like where where has the magic gone and i i think that you've you've touched on that with um uh, i mean at, at least in in the western world uh where uh where we operate um e even in globalist tendencies there's like there is always a trendsetter right there is always somebody wearing the newest set of clothes that have been dictated by a group of people that this is fashion right but i i i wonder if sort of the backwards step uh of that really really happened when we we as a culture started living in fear i i mean i i don't remember a time where there wasn't uh, a new instance of uh, I I mean, f just fear, uh, televised, transmitted, I injected into uh, our daily our, our daily lives. I mean, even growing up, uh, I I saw on the news the other day, and I I was telling uh, you about this the the backpack shaped ballistic shields that are are being sold so that parents can put it in their child's backpack when they go to school so that they have a better chance of coming home on the bus like it's we no place is uh, it feels like no place is, is safe or has uh, a sanctity to it like we we are constantly reaching out for our interpretation of of hope and i i feel like there's like we're we're missing like the the understanding of uh, I don't know, peace, I suppose. Like the the ability to operate just I it's rough using this word, but I feel like it's appropriate. Um uh, it, it it feels like we, we can't operate in our daily lives without being like unviolated by tragedy. Uh I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that ties straight back into compartmentalization. It's the only thing that we can do to, like... As much as there's so much horror going on around the world constantly, we the only thing that we can do is compartmentalize. I mean, yeah. if you feel everything as deeply as it should make you feel, you can't function as a human being. And, like, being an individual, you would, you would just be a mess. And that's the problem is that we none of us have the time to process it and when you don't have that time to process it it just is a flash in the pan and then on to the next one it, it it's it's weird because it, it it feels like 
we don't have time to process it. it it just gets put in the inbox it goes into the outbox we tell our immediate group of like people we interact with and then we're we like become desensitized to it but i i feel like it we still let it sit in the inbox you know or the outbox where it's like we haven't had time to cope or mourn or uh, i mean honestly even even feel joy um with with a lot of this stuff um and so i i think i think identifying the the like lack of being able to go through and process i i think that that's a that's a really accurate and good point um and, and i personally i i mean uh we have had uh, extremely different experiences growing up right uh, i mean if if we go through and we we look at um uh, I suppose the the broad sense of uh, mysticism, um, we we find um, uh, I I personally think that uh, that mysticism is how the majority of people go through and cope with, and that's their processing mechanism, right? Like that that is how they clean out the inbox uh, the inbox and the outbox it goes through it operates through the the personal filters that we have in place that help us construct our reality that operates as um a emotional and um interpersonal gatekeepers um and, and then we we take it on to or we set it up for um uh, outbox and dismissal right um, so I, I mean, one, one of the things that I've, I've noticed, and we were sort of talking about this before, uh, we hopped on the show, um, was the, um, was the, like, uh, I suppose the, the decrease in recognition of, um, and, and I'm, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use this as, as a straw man because it's an easy one just from the culture that we're in. Um, it, the the decrease in recognition of affiliation to man that's worth word salad um, uh, organized uh, religion um, it, it's uh, I, I think the study was saying that by 2050 um, the majority religion in um, in the United States was going to be uh, atheism the the active practice of believing that there's there's no god and i don't um I, I suppose that this this is where i want it to be and and education is going through and um and having an understanding of that sort of topic um uh and not not necessarily having it be um i god forbid i i would never um and i hold myself to avoiding any sort of uh philosophical thumping uh, I suppose, um, but uh, I think in a greater sense, uh, because I'm going to continue rambling, um, uh, we we find mysticism in any sort of organized processing of the events of the world around us. Um, one of the things that I, I would use to step away from the from the hot button um, from the seconds to midnight would be actually. Um, the Boy Scouts, uh, ju just because that was a, a personal part of my life, 
um, there there was mysticism in the Boy Scouts because there were totems and items and tenants that you followed in order to uh, complete the the set objective, the the self improvement objective. Uh, I mean, it was uh, there was a motto and a slogan, um, doing a good turn daily. Like it was very community service oriented. But I, I think that there were tenants in there that sit as a sense of mysticism because it forces you to reflect and make very deliberate actions in order to fulfill that credence. Um, I, I don't know if that uh, if that makes sense. And I know that I've said that phrase and uh, we're sitting at three times today. I um. know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I totally get it. Um, yeah, and that's why uh, to prepare for this, I started. I, I read about half of uh, Condensed Chaos by Phil Hine. Um, that that'll be my main source for any of my talking points on mysticism. Uh, based on what I gathered from that and a general assessment of the trend that you said earlier. Uh, I mean, because we're so aware of the world around us and how insignificant we are in the face of it, I think that people in the past were able to stay in their own world, in their own bubble. And if you feel safe and comfortable, you are okay with giving up some of the control of your life. Like... I mean, just as an example, because I'm the most fam uh, of all religions, I'm the most familiar with Christianity. Mm -hmm. It would be like, you know, it's God's decision on this, you know, fate and everything like that. And as we see that push into more, you know, atheistic tendencies, we, we can see that, uh, say... A, <laughs> this is a more of a pagan semi-religion but uh chaos magic uh it, it's it's like using the same kind of iconography and tenets and like except focusing on the self more than like the whole so to speak um and like it's almost like trying to take the power back from an uncaring universe. Um, and I mean, this as coming from someone who doesn't practice chaos magic or anything like that, uh, it, it really just seems to be more of a, a way of coping with a complete lack of control in the world. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's what I've seen into it. And I mean, I could be, way off on my uh assessment there but i mean it really it's it's core principle goes like all the way back to old alchemy mm -hmm. which is you know the as above so below like your inner world is the outer world and you know vice versa um and it's just using that inner world to affect the outer world okay i i i think that that brings up um uh some some really good talking points when when we go through and um going going back to the uh the de desensitization i wonder if um uh, that that is like a coping mechanism for um uh, greater greater underlying nihilistic tendencies that have sort of been baked into uh, us as a society 
um, be, because I, I mean, when, when the world is sitting at your, is, is sitting directly in your view, right? Like, I mean, we've, we've gone through and somebody way smarter than me has tricked a fucking mineral to go through and search Google for me, which is also operating on rocks that have been tricked into showing you Google, right? Um, it, I, I feel like we, we have this, this sense of always looking at and approaching tsunami right um uh, of seeing everything and becoming the the closest that we are to an an um omnipotent i i know that there's omnipotent omnipresent and omnipotent omnipotent is action uh, omnipresence is being everywhere all at once um that was a fantastic movie, by the way. Thank you for the recommendation. Of course, um, of course. Uh, okay, so so we are we are looking at a semi semi-nipotent um, uh, understanding of we are able to see everything to the best of our abilities, operating as a mortal vessel. Right. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure that the uh, the people who uh, uh, have the stem cell treatments have a better leg up in the pay to win um, yeah. of, of being able to see more and understand more, um, uh, as it were. Uh, and and we operate in algorithms that are tailored to give us more more of that consumerism that you're talking about um uh, sort of pushing us to the to the brink of uh, overloadsmanship or one-upsmanship um but i i think that uh the the discussion about uh, chaos magic because i'm getting better at reining myself in um i think that that is a good identification of selfish actions that are not inherently selfish in a cultural depiction I uh, I mean it, it it seems like the the concept of taking the power back in and understanding that uh, you you have impact on the reality that you live in I, I mean honestly one of the one of the ways that I've gone through and have have been able to cope with my puny existence on a rock that's spinning faster than the speed of sound through an endless vacuum around a plasma ball. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's understanding and having, having introspection and setting, setting the boundaries on what that world is, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think that, um, that sort of points to, the the sort of loss of uh i i don't i don't necessarily know if it's a a loss of vanity um or or a um uh, a loss of safety as it were um uh being being protected from the that that looming tsunami right mm-hmm. um I, I I wonder if going through and looking at looking at social tendencies and um, uh, sort of traditional um, traditional actions as um, uh, as as an operative um, as as a formula even uh, was was meant to was meant to do that shielding right 
Um, yeah, yeah. I think we've seen too far behind the curtain. And, and it's very hard to go back from that. It... Like, yeah, like, as we understand more about the universe that we're in and even, like, social structures that various like organized things have you know like used in the past uh like it, it, we can all see that it follows the same patterns just over and over again mm. and i mean to stick to stick with your tsunami uh analogy here uh we, we had a very pretty sight at the beach it was a beautiful sunset and uh you know you could hear birds chirping but it was a paper wall in front of you and the tsunami's right there uh but i'd say in the last 20 years the tsunami's gotten way taller than that paper wall because of all of that information that we've been gathered and that interconnectedness and you know just social evolution on a scale that we've literally never seen before like that is just feeding the tsunami or at least feeding our awareness of the tsunami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I kind of wonder if, um, be, because of the trend that I've, I've been seeing lately in, in geopolitics, um, the, the sort of abandonment of, um, and, and I, I know that globalization as a term is absolutely a buzzword, um, and it's often used to be the boogeyman or the straw man um so i i don't want and maybe i should have led with this 20 minutes ago um i don't i don't want our 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 listeners to think that i'm i'm using this term carelessly um but i i mean with the flood of information in this this tsunami scenario i i think that it is important to identify because if we were to go through and equate different um uh different groups and different uh i mean honestly even uh countries and cultures those are all buckets of water that are in the ocean that because we are all we are we are sort of forcing the issue on the interconnectedness everyone is pouring the water into the ocean which is inevitably sucked up and pulled in by the by the tsunami i mean one one of the biggest things and uh, i mean you go talk to any fraternity guy on any campus they're gonna give you the phrase get lost in the sauce uh, at least they did when i was on campus um it, i i think that the concept of a riptide and riptides are are super super aggressive when it comes to tsunamis. I, I mean, they they have the pulling force of tons. Uh, boats get sucked under uh, these these tsunami swells because it is feeding and getting to a point of self generation. I mean, when you go through and you look at how a tsunami forms, it's often an earthquake and just a wave underneath the ocean, which isn't necessarily very impactful, but the longer that it has to actually gather strength and based on the magnitude of that, that critical point, that, that like, that flash, that catalyst, there is more power drawn in as 
it, it moves closer to us. So I, I wonder if um, may, maybe part of the the despair that we're seeing is a combination of, excuse me, finally seeing past that uh, that paper wall, um, that that sunny beach, um, and also looking up while you're dumping in the water, right? I, I mean, we, uh, as, as, uh, as individuals reflecting on current events are adding our buckets into, right? Um, so I, I mean, there, there is a lot to, a lot to unpack on, um, even, even if it's a few drops of water, it's still some sort of contribution. So... I don't know. I've I've rambled again. Watch out. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, if if you just take that and just put it right onto social media, I mean, and mm -hmm. the, the problem is that that topic has been done to death. <laughs> we yeah. fo fo phone bad, book good. Um, <laughs> it, but if you bring it down to it that's more specifically what i'm talking about when when i talk about the like social rapid social advancement without anything to back it up mm -hmm. um i mean it, it's just shown the worst of us it, it shows us the worst of everyone all the time and that feeds back into itself because <sighs> the news so, so news as a general concept like you're it's much easier to look away from like someone being sad or you know a homeless man being being homeless but you're going to want to you can't turn away from the the, the car crash and the train wreck so to speak um and now the people who run these kind of things have learned oh they can't look away um and that's just a cycle that's fed back into itself and back into itself and back into itself and yeah i mean that's just more yeah more water to feed in there and yeah but anyways um <laughs> how do you look at that tsunami and think oh, all right yeah, uh, I mean, the, there's there's so much so much to to go through and and unpack, and uh, I I'm concerned that I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna use the tsunami too much. So I'm gonna apologize uh, first and foremost to you, cowboy, but also to the uh, those creatures out in the out in the void who uh, who happen upon this. You poor poor souls. Um, uh, come back next week, please. I'm begging you. Um, I, I I think that that excellent way to phrase our um our question of the week i that one is going to be another mainstay of the podcast a uh, uh a sort of point of inflection um that that we're hoping um every uh everyone uh participates in i i know that uh that i'm going to go through and uh work on answering the question how how do we individually cope and what what is that mechanism that uh that that we use to cope i i know that that's going to be be sitting uh heavily on uh on my mind this week so as uh as the listener please uh please 
take the time and and think about this and if you um you're are in a position to go through and uh interact with us uh reach out with us um one i'm sorry but two um i'm i'm very excited to to go through and hear your uh uh hear your thoughts on uh on what you do individually to uh to cope with with the tsunami um i i think that that's uh that's all that i have um uh have have we decided on uh we've decided on the name it's going to be the critical mask podcast um and have we decided on a runtime i want to make sure that our uh our uh, listeners have have a good good window to watch out for Maybe we never do another one, but I don't want them to end on that, so. <laughs> well, uh, the, the way I see it, uh, I mean, th- my main question is, well, Templar, how can they reach us? Well, so that's the thing. I, uh, yeah, as of this moment, I am going through and uh, typing out the uh, email. If you guys want to reach us and, and let us know your thoughts um, and if you've, uh, gone through and listened, uh, listened to the hissing on my mic all night, like I have, um, if you reach out to the, uh, critical mask at gmail.com, uh, that's where we'll be taking inbound, uh, inbound thoughts and queries. Um, if you have a, uh, a topic that you'd like us to, uh, muddle and ramble over, we are always open for it. Um, uh, I know that we've gone through and I've got, uh, I've got scripts set up for the next four episodes. I have not told Cowboy this, but, uh, yeah, we've, we've got lots of stuff to talk about. So, uh, be, be sure to tune in and, uh, let us know your thoughts. Um, got, uh, got anything else for us, Cowboy? And I mean, we're new to this. Uh, we're, yes. we're, uh, <laughs> yep. we're doing our best and, you know, hopefully you'll stick with us and we'll provide you with uh, hopefully some sort of solace in this uh, nightmare realm. But Weeping that's all I've got. <laughs> gnashing our teeth at the dying of the light, as it were. Right. All right. Well, uh, we, we bid you an excellent week and we hope to... Uh, hear from you and uh talk with you next week have a good one see ya